lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This week's Torah portion is Korach. And Korach was a man who led a rebellion against Moses and Aaron when the Jews were in the desert, and he tried to oust Aaron as the high priest, and he was basically motivated by jealousy and desire for honor. But instead of digging into that, I want to speak about something that's maybe a little bit less spoken about, which is the women behind this story. There are two wives that are spoken about in this week's Torah portion. There's Korach's wife. And then there's the wife of a man named On Ben Pellet, who was one of Korach's followers. Korach's wife basically led her husband to his death as him and his followers were literally swallowed up by the earth. Whereas On Ben Pellet's wife saved his life by preventing him from joining the rebellion. So I want to look a little deeper at what exactly happened here and what we can learn from these two very different women. Korach's position in the Jewish people was a prestigious one already. He was in the Levite tribe, which is a very prestigious tribe. And within that, he was in a very prestigious family and the head of that family. So he felt and his wife felt that he deserved a higher leadership position within the overall Jewish people. And we learned that Korach's wife was really ambitious and politically minded. And so she resented the fact that her husband, who was a man of great learning and talent, had been passed over. And she pointed out to her husband that Moses had chosen the best jobs, quote unquote, for himself and his brother Aaron. Of course, Moses was doing what Hashem (laughs) instructed him to do. He really had no personal uh, bias in in this at all. He was not seeking any sort of um, glory or leadership. In fact, we know he did not want leadership and he begged Hashem to choose somebody else and Hashem wanted him. And we know that Moshe was the humblest of men. I spoke about this in a podcast on Shavuos I did last year. So she, she's inciting her husband. She's saying Moses chose the best jobs for himself and his brother Aaron, and her deep resentment was transmitted to her husband. And so he became the leader of a rebellion of 250 prominent members of the Jewish people, all of whom were trying to overthrow Moses and Aaron. And it ended disastrously. They were all literally swallowed up by the earth and killed. So now we have Own, the son of Pelet. He began as a father of Korach, and his wife could see that this was a completely false path. She obviously wasn't ambitious and politically minded in the way Korach's wife was. She was obviously somebody who was more focused on truth and what was right. And the Midrash tells us that she was determined to prevent him from joining Korach's group. So how did she do this? First, she used what I like to call gentle persuasion. She saw that her husband was motivated by a desire for honor. So she spoke to him on that level, meaning she was addressing his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, which is not logical, but was the main driver here, meaning her husband wasn't motivated to follow Korach because he really thought intellectually that Moses was wrong and Aaron was wrong. He wanted honor. He wanted more power. That was his motivation in following Korach. It was coming from 
a place that was not pure. It was coming from an emotional place. So she spoke to him on that level. And as a side note, it's interesting that the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination within all of us, rationalizes. It tells, quote, rational lies. Our Yitzhaharas will try to convince us to do something through rationalization. But if you dig a little bit beneath the surface, you realize these things are usually rational lies that have no basis in logic, but are very persuasive because they cut to core drives of the human being. So in this case, the drive for honor, which is something we all want on one level or another. And it's interesting because my teacher, Rebetzin Heller Gottlieb said, and I'll never forget this. She said, there's no such thing as honor except for honor for Hashem. And the Torah tells us when we seek honor, it, it flees from us. Only people who don't seek honor get real honor in this world. But the real honor in this world really, truly is really only for Hashem. So anyway, Om Ben Peles' wife says, what's the point in joining Korak's rebellion? Because whoever is in power, you're going to be their disciple, their student. If Moses is in power, you're going to be his disciple. If Korach's in power, you're going to be his disciple. So what difference does it make to you who's in power? So she cut right to the core of what was driving him to join the rebellion. And he basically answered her, you're right, but it's too late. I already pledged my allegiance and there's really nothing I could do. So at this point, she could see that they were on the same page, but he felt trapped. And so she decided at that point to intervene directly. I just want to pause here and point out that it's so easy when our spouse is doing something that we really deeply disagree with to go into a mode of criticizing, correcting, and controlling. And it would have been so easy for this wife to say, you're not joining that rebellion. Are you crazy? You know, to go into that critical controlling mode. I know that would have been my first instinct, but something that I learned from my teacher, Sario Hubbard Riggler, and I'm going to speak a little more about this later in her Catch Your Wife Club, is that you do not commit the three sins, sins with a C, correct, criticize, or control. And this is in all of our relationships, not just marriage. And I found it to be so, so true. And what's amazing here is that she she really wasn't criticizing, correcting, or controlling him. She was just kind of saying, you know, what's what's your real motivation here? Because regardless of which way you go, it's really, it's not going to pay off. So what's the point? You know, she was kind of just asking a question that was prompting him to realize on his own that his path was a foolish one. She was using gentle persuasion. She was not criticizing, correcting, or controlling. And I think that's why she was more persuasive in the long run. Once she saw that he was on the same page as her, she jumped in and took direct action. But I wouldn't call it necessarily controlling because at that point they were really on the same page. So what did she do? She gave her husband wine until he became drunk and he fell asleep. Then she went into the front of their tent, their house, and she sat with her hair uncovered so that no man would approach the house. Every time one of Korak's followers came to summon her husband to join the rebellion, they turned away because they saw her hair was uncovered, which is interesting because they had the chutzpah to try to overthrow Moses and Aaron, but yet they were they were so religious that they wouldn't come into the house if if the wife was sitting in front with her hair uncovered. So in that way, she deterred all of Korak's followers from summoning her husband. And her husband slept through the night and woke the next morning to find out that all of Korak's followers were swallowed up by the earth, but his life was saved. I think this is a very interesting anecdote. And I want to I want to focus on one specific aspect here of Own Ben Pellet's wife and her behavior. Usually when there's a trend going on, a social or political trend, people tend to get very caught up in the wave of it and don't necessarily think about, you know, is this really in line with my values? Is is this really correct? 
When there's a social or a political trend, it's very easy to fall into peer pressure or societal pressure to join it. And it really takes somebody with, first of all, inner calm to be able to kind of step away from the hype and really have perspective on what's going on. And somebody with real independent thought to be able to think for themselves and and see, is this correct or is this not correct? So Ombed Pellet's wife had both. She had enough intercom that she was able to kind of create a space where she could really observe what was happening with Korok's Rebellion. Because imagine, there was 250 followers. I mean, there was probably tremendous pressure to join him, at least among their circles. So she had the inner strength to prevent her husband from participating. She was able to see this is not correct. And I want to make the argument that she was the true rebel, not... Korach was a rebel, but she was a true rebel in standing up to the rebellion itself and seeing this is not correct and preventing her husband from taking part in it, even in ways that were unconventional. But ultimately, she saved his life. The rabbis apply Om Ben Pellet's wife to the first part of the proverb. The wisest of women builds her house because she saved her household with her wisdom. And the second part of the verse is attributed to Korach's wife but folly tears it down with its own hands because Korach's wife allowed her personal ambition and her ego to basically lead her house to destruction. She transmitted this jealousy and this desire for power and honor. She egged her husband on to the point that he was literally killed. He was swallowed up by the earth. His jealousy killed him and and led to the whole destruction of her house. In Jewish tradition, women are the foundation of the home. We are the home and we set the tone. Our desires and our attitudes deeply affect our marriages, our families, and our homes. And I see this, you know, in my, in my own life, when I'm in a good mood, the whole family's uplifted. If I'm in a bad mood, I'm setting the tone for my home. I'm bringing everyone in my family down. Obviously it's, it's hard to always be in a good mood. You have to be real with your feelings, but I see that I have a tremendous influence in my home based on my behavior and my attitudes and what really matters the most to me and what I encourage in my husband and in my daughter. And part of what made me realize this was joining the Kesher Wife Club. The Kesher Wife Club is a group for married Jewish women. And it's basically a musarvad. It's it's a group of women who work on their character traits through the lens of their marriage and achieving shalom bias, peace within the home. And I, I merited to join this group right after I got married because I knew Sario Hebrid Riggler. And she's amazing, so filled with wisdom. She lives in the old city of Jerusalem. And she's one of my teachers and my mentors. And the Kesher Wife Club has literally changed my life. I encourage it to everyone because it's given me so many tools based in the Torah for dealing with my marriage properly so that I can use wisdom to build my home so that I can see things from a proper perspective. And I'm able to work on myself and refine myself to enhance the peace in my home and strengthen my home. Because as Jewish women, we really need to protect our homes from bad outside influences and infuse our homes with holiness. And the best way to do this is to learn, to learn Torah and to pray to Hashem for help. And there's so, so many tools that our sages teach us for how to have peace in the home. And I'll never forget somebody once said to me that blessing can only come with a full vessel. You know, if we have, we have to be vessels for blessing to come down. And if we don't have shalom bias, if we don't have peace in the home, there's no bless, there's no vessel to hold blessing. 
It is the most important thing. It's the foundation of everything. And like the verse says in Proverbs, if we're foolish, God forbid, and we let our anger get the best of us, or, you know, we're constantly seeking more materialism, God forbid, we could ruin our marriages and our homes. We have so much power as Jewish women to literally make or break our homes. It's unbelievable. And I think the example of these two women really show that very beautifully and very tragically. So to sum up, Korach's wife led her husband to his death by pushing him down a false path of desire for honor, whereas Om Ben Pellet's wife saved his life by calling to question his actions and protecting him when necessary. A Jewish woman is truly the foundation of the home. And through gentle persuasion and direct action when necessary, we can protect our homes from negative outside influences. And if we have strong rooted values, we can infuse our homes with protection and holiness. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.